With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. talk about giving you a little wrestlemania the original wrestlemania theme 30 years later who knew we'd still be going bigger and better unbelievable stuff and we're here to dissect what you're going to see this year at wrestlemania so glad you tuned in 347-838-9815 is that number to call in you want to talk wrestling you want to talk wrestlemania you give us a call let us know what your opinions are Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Right now, get on there. There's a show thread going on. You want to talk there? Get on the Facebook. Talk to us through there. We also want to know what your favorite, your top five favorite WrestleMania matches are. Get on the Facebook page. Let us know. We're going to talk about that. Not necessarily the best, but your personal favorite WrestleMania matches. Get on there. And tonight, of course, is the WWE's Raw Go Home Show for WrestleMania. We're going to have a Raw thread on the Facebook, so get on that. Talk to us all throughout the three hours of Monday Night Raw tonight. Go over to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. That's our Twitter handle. And as always, you can check us out over there on the, fa- on the, uh, the website, thekenreedyshow.com. That is our website, so head on over there. 
Check us out, blogs, bios, the whole nine, and you can find out everything you need to know about us. As always, we're getting it done. We've been bringing it to you week in and week out. Couldn't do it without my tag team partner. He is on the line all the way from Connecticut. Dave, how you doing this evening? Getting it done with the number one wrestling talk show on the planet right here. I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's WrestleMania week here on the Ken Reedy Show as well as all over the world. So uh, let's get right down to it. I can't wait. No more hype. Let's do it. I am so excited. I am thrilled. I can't wait that I'm going to be in New Orleans this week. And this is it. You know, if you're not, tell your friends. You're listening right now. Tell them to get on right now. Listen to the show because Dave and I, we are flying out to New Orleans. We're going to be there. We're going to be taking next week off because we're going to be immersing ourselves in the world of professional wrestling. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to let you know how our experience was. But, you know, that's what we do. We want to immerse ourselves in the WrestleMania experience. So uh, it's tough to lug all the equipment down on the plane. Who knows? I might, need, I might get searched if I brought it down with me. So we won't be here next week. So get on the horn. You want your opinions heard? Get on here. Call us. And it's funny, Dave, as I'm doing the show right now, in the, in the Ken Reedy Show studios, I am looking right at, displayed prominently, a um, picture from our tailgate last year uh, with our friends from Busted Open Radio just hanging out in the frigid temperatures of, of New Jersey. It's hard to believe that it's, it's been a year uh, since last WrestleMania. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's going to be a little bit warmer, but this is the time of year you immerse yourselves in the world of pro wrestling, this is the time to just, you know, you, you get on the network and you watch old stuff. And then I've been just, Dave, the, the network is just ridiculous. I am watching so many things over and over again. I know you, you kind of joined the party a little bit late. Are, are you enjoying your network experience these days? Listen, it's better late than never. I'm definitely enjoying my network experience. Tomorrow I have the day off from my job that pays my bills but I really don't care for. So tomorrow is <laughs> going to be my WrestleMania marathon of sorts while I'm cleaning and doing house chores. Right now I, am fi- I finished WrestleMania 19, so I've got nine more WrestleManias to go where I hopefully I can get them all done in tomorrow because i got a lot of stuff to do to get ready for New Orleans when I leave Friday morning. But the network, yeah, unbelievable. I can't. I, I, I haven't even tapped. It. I haven't even peaked with it yet. I mean, there's so much to, to, to look at and to dissect. And I mean, what was, was that statistic on the on the WWE page or whatever where they said like it will take you three and a half years to watch every single thing if you spend an hour a day or something like that watching the network. I mean, there's so much content there. I love the WrestleMania rewind shows. Um, those have been fun to watch. Overall, it's yeah, it has treated me very, very well. Like they say, baseball's been very, very good to me. WWE Network's been very, very good to me. And it's funny, man, because like this is how you know the WWE Network. Not only is it entertaining and provides you with a vast array of of wrestling from from years in and years out to to pay attention to, but also the WWE Network can help you get in better shape. Because all I've been doing is when I go to the gym now and do my cardio, I get my, my smartphone out, I get my iPhone out, and I pull up something on, on the network, and I watch it while I'm doing my cardio. And the, the other day I decided while I'm on the Stairmaster that I was going to watch uh, Shawn Michaels and Taker from WrestleMania 25. 
And I'm, I'm watching that match, and I'm just like, <gasps> they're still going. I got to keep going. Not stopping till the match is over. So I wound up, I wound up doing like an hour on, on the Stairmaster. So see, so many benefits out there from the WWE Network. I'm loving it. Again, we've talked about it. Not going to get into it. Should be interesting to see how they respond to the demand this Sunday coming up for WrestleMania. But right now, cannot be happier with the network. And as I said, you know, this is the week. Like, Dave is, is, is immersing himself tomorrow. WrestleMania marathon, getting into it there. And, and, you know, Dave, you had an interesting weekend because as you continue to immerse yourselves in the world of professional wrestling, uh, you got to see some, some legends at an independent show. Yes, I went to Northeast Wrestling in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut, at Crosby High School on Friday evening, and uh, I got to meet uh, one Jerry the King Lawler, who will be at WrestleMania. Uh, my girlfriend and her son Anthony were, were along with me enjoying the fun. Uh, we got to sit and meet with Lawler, and Anthony got to wear Jerry Lawler's crown, so he thought it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, and then we got to meet uh, Matt Hardy, a guy who has had some wonderful, some big WrestleMania moments with those TLC matches, um, which he was pretty cool to talk to. Um, and the show overall, speaking of Matt Hardy, he main-evented that show against former TNA superstar, current Ring of Honor star, AJ Styles. They had a phenomenal match, no pun intended. Uh, went about 30, 35 minutes. These two just beat the hell out of each other. They, they mixed it up. They brawled. They got technical. They flew. They just did just about everything. And after the match, uh, this isn't somewhat breaking news, but I would like to consider, you know, that I was there to hear this, and I'm wondering if this will ever make the rounds of the Internet. But um, Matt Hardy got on the microphone and basically gave his praise to AJ Styles and said that AJ Styles was the real best in the world. And we all know that CM Punk has referred to himself as the best in the world in the past. Well, Hardy did happen to mention CM Punk in his post-match promo by saying CM Punk left WWE and turned his back on the fans. AJ Styles may have left TNA, but he still wrestles every night for the fans and did not turn on them, and that makes him the real best in the world. And the place exploded. After that, they hugged, they shook hands. Hardy said, you know, the, the spotlight's yours. Hardy won the match, by the way, after, you know, two twists of faith on AJ Styles. And then Styles got the mic and said, I don't work for anybody except all of you. And he put the mic down in the middle of the ring, and he walked out. I mean, great show overall. Uh, Vader wrestled. It was a short match. He beat a local guy. Um, Sergeant Slaughter tagged up with a local guy. Uh, it was a pretty fun match. Slaughter, for a guy his age, he could still garner a huge pop. I mean, I've never, I've been, you know, to a lot of wrestling events, but in that high school gymnasium, his pop was was about as big as you could get for a high school gym, and it sounded like I was in a 15,000-seat arena. 2,000 people went to that show. That was pretty enormous, you know, for Sergeant Slaughter at this stage in his career. So that was cool to hear. Um, there was a ladder match with a few guys, like by the name of Brian Anthony and Bull Dredd and uh, Caleb Conley. Those guys tore it up. They put their bodies on the line. They, they got noticed, in my opinion. They really just beat the hell out of each other. Overall, great show. I had fun, and it really got me in gear for WrestleMania coming up this weekend. And, and this is just it. Like, this is why, you know, WrestleMania, and, and I can't stress it enough. Like, it's, you got to be a part of it as a wrestling fan. And, and the event doesn't have to be, you know, a five-star event. It's just everything surrounding WrestleMania. It's just the best time to to be a, a wrestling fan, and, and uh, I, I'm just excited. I, I can't wait to, to go down to New Orleans. It's been a day. It's been a while since we've seen each other, so looking forward to just hanging out and talking and, and 
being involved in, in, in wrestling. But as you said, you know, you have Sergeant Slaughter and, and Big Pop, and, and that's one of the things with wrestling. I mean, most of us, you know, you have your new fans who are, you know, gaining their, you know, fandom. But, you know, once you're immersed in wrestling and you become a big wrestling fan, uh, you know, when it gets to, to WrestleMania time, you know, you get excited to be a fan. And, and it also kind of brings back those nostalgic feelings, those uh, – you know, feelings of yesteryear, those matches, those characters you enjoyed from years ago. Uh, you know, for, for you know, people who have been, like myself, who have been alive for all 30 WrestleManias and remember all 30 of them and, and have been fortunate enough to be, to go to WrestleMania 10 and then 25 through to, to this year. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, you, you look back. You wind up looking back on, on those moments, those matches that just, you know, are your favorites. And, you know, people love to debate back and forth, back and forth, best match ever, best WrestleMania match, all that best stuff. And we kind of wanted to get away from that because, you know, we could argue that until you're blue in the face. But the one thing that, you know, you can't argue with is, is what your favorite is. You know, everyone has different favorites. Everyone has matches that resonates with them uh, for different reasons. Everyone has matches that they saw at, at a different age that maybe stuck with them more. So we wanted to get your favorite WrestleMania match. And first, I'm going to go over to the Facebook. And, you know, if you want to get over there, you know, post it over there on the Facebook, and we'll read it a little later. But uh, we had a couple people uh, gave us their five favorite matches. Dave Selinski said, in no order, Brett versus HBK, the Iron Man match. Uh, Brett, ha- Brett Hart versus Austin, the I Quit match. Punk versus Taker. Steamboat Savage. Hardy versus Dudleys versus Edge and Kristen. TLC in 01. Good list, Dave. Uh, you know, can't argue with the all great matches. So those are his favorites. Our friend Tony, Tony Vizioli, if you're out there, call us. We miss you. But Tony, on the Facebook over there, Steamboat Savage, Brett Piper, uh, Savage Flair, Razor Sean, Brett versus Owen, um, and our friend Anthony Coppola, who's got the coolest daughter on the planet, who continues to, to plug our show with her T-shirt. Thank you, uh, Jazz, by the way. Um, Randy Savage versus Steamboat, WrestleMania 3, Hogan Warrior, WrestleMania 6, Warrior Rude, uh, WrestleMania 5, Jericho Michaels from 19, Austin Rock from 19. And then he said, hard to narrow it down from five to 5 because there's so many great ones. And you know what? Yeah, it is hard to narrow it down to 5. That's why we did it that way. It's easy to go and list like your 20 favorite matches, but to bring it down to 5. That's, that's where you get, as Macho Man would say, oh, yeah, the cream of the crop. So, Dave, I am curious. I know you especially, uh, the resident wrestling historian on the show, had to be tough for you, but what were your five favorite WrestleMania matches? Well, first of all, I will have to say it was very difficult to pick just five of my favorites because there are so many. I mean, as I was going through the list of matches and things that have excited me over the the, the 30 years of WrestleMania and the history of all the matches, I was sweating like a priest at a Little League game. I mean, it was tough. It was a tough decision (laughs) to really come down to it. Yeah, I know, a priest at a Little League game. You're very controversial. Yes, I know. But I've got five matches that just have a special place in my heart for me. And these are the five that I've narrowed down. Number the the fifth one on my list, Bret the Hitman Hart challenging Rowdy Roddy Piper for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania Eight. And the reason why I picked that match number one is because um, 
It was something, two baby faces wrestling at a WrestleMania in a mid-card. Um, I didn't really expect a whole lot from this match, um, and I was blown away when I watched it. Because going into that WrestleMania, the hype was Hogan and Sid or Flair and Savage, the big double main event. And this match was kind of forgotten about. And this match, to me, kind of showed, as a kid when I was younger, that, like, Roddy Piper, he showed a different side of Roddy Piper. I mean, I always knew he was a bad dude, but... He kind of like, it was almost a passing of the torch, so to speak. I felt like I saw something special as a kid. And it was just a fun match to watch. And it really showed me that Brett can hang in that level and move up higher on the card. I didn't know that as a kid watching it. Now I, I see where, you know, a lot of people thought that. But just a fun match overall, and it kind of overexceeded my expectations. I agree. I mean, you know, it's funny because that didn't make my list, but that is one of uh, you know, it's a tough one to leave off, but that it is a great match. It's an it's an underrated match. I, I think when people think of, you know, best matches in WrestleMania history, they don't readily jump to that one. But you're right; it was like something special, something uh, you know, the passing of the torch. Uh, you know, and, and and you know, I would guess probably a lot of people you know wondered if Brett could be like that main event guy, and it just uh, it, it's a tremendous matchup. Good good addition to your list. What else you got? Um, number four. From WrestleMania 19, the street fight that was 20 years in the making, Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. Um, I mean, I'm a big Hulkamaniac, and just the history behind this match with Hogan and Vince and the history that they had, I mean, nobody ever thought that Hogan was going to return to the WWE, especially with his volatile relationship with Vince because he testified for the federal government in the steroid trial, and his association when he went over to WCW, but it was just a fun, nostalgic match that made me feel like a kid all over again. You had an appearance by Rowdy Roddy Piper in the match to kind of take out his, excuse me, his old nemesis Hulk Hogan, and just some of the crazy stuff they did. I mean, you know, throughout the years, we never really saw Hogan in any kind of no-disqualification matches, but... The match he had with Vince in Seattle and Safeco Field, I mean, Vince did a leg drop off the top of a ladder through a table. They hit each other with chairs. They were bleeding all over the place. I mean, it was just you, – you weren't – I didn't expect it to be a five-star wrestling match like most of the ind- like most of the internet you know, wrestling fans out there expect out of everybody. But Hogan and Vince they entertained the hell out of me, and I'll never forget that moment where um, Hogan was in the ring beating up, and Vince went out to the floor to go get a lead pipe, and they got this camera shot where his head just kind of peers over the bottom of the apron, and he's got this look on his face, and he's got blood covered; it's just dripping down all over his face, and he's got this look like I'm gonna kill. Like the devil look, like it was just the storytelling in that match was fun and it was awesome, and it just made me feel like a kid again. And that's why I I choose that as one of my favorites. Whenever I do my WrestleMania marathons every year, that match always has to have attention in my mind to be watched, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, that would be one of those moments like that when when he's got the smile on his face and he's all bloodied up. That like, you know, if you if you had to take like, we made a list of like top WrestleMania moments that were not matches but just moments or maybe even top camera shots. Uh, that, that is just a great shot of Vince McMahon's bloody skull. Like that, that's worth it right there. But you're right, that's another great match. Number three, the career-ending match from WrestleMania 7. Macho King, Randy Savage, oh, yeah, versus upcoming WWE Hall of Fame inductee, The Ultimate Warrior. Um, I was a big Macho Man fan. Never really cared for the Ultimate Warrior as a kid. Um, even when Macho Man was with, with Sensational Sherry or Queen Sherry, um, I didn't really care for her. 
as a part of the package because I always associate Macho Man with Miss Elizabeth. And then that moment at the end of the match with Savage, well, first of all, I mean, during the match, the five elbow drops and he didn't cover the Warrior. Like, what are you, stupid? Like, I was like, I remember watching that match as a kid. I was like, cover him. He's down. You have him pinned. And then the part where Warrior kicks out, but then Warrior, you know, thinks that he doesn't have it anymore. He starts talking to his hands, which I thought was pretty weird. But he's nonetheless, he was the ultimate Warrior. I mean, just uh, the... The drama in that match, a career-ending match, to me that was like the first time I ever saw something like that, like somebody putting their career on the line. Nowadays it's the norm in wrestling, but um, back then, you know, WrestleMania 7, I remember watching that and I thought to myself, like, some, someone's not going to be able to wrestle anymore. And I was hoping it was, it was the Ultimate Warrior, but oh, yeah. Savage lost. We all know he came back eventually, but the moment with Miss Elizabeth, I mean, to me, like, that's a true WrestleMania moment right there. Like, they had such a strong connection with their chemistry. And granted, they were married, in, you know, behind the scenes. But they had such a strong on-screen chemistry that when they split up and then they reunited, I mean, they showed people crying in the audience. This was like genuine emotion. And that moment itself, um, over, you know, it, overlooks the match, but the match was great. But that moment right there, to me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was so happy for them. I mean, Miss Elizabeth was my first crush as a child, but I was still happy <laughs> that her and Macho Man had gotten back together. And at that point, I remember my dad and I were watching, and my dad said to me, he's like, they're going to bring him back. They wouldn't have her come out here, and they cry, and he lifts her up on her shoulder, and they go off into the sunset. He'll come back. And then he came back a few months later. So, you know, I listened. You know, I had to take the advice of my old man. But overall, just another one of my, my, my favorites that definitely gets put in that, that marathon moment for me for WrestleMania. Another, I mean, you know, you said it all. Another great moment, too. You know, one of those, like, top five WrestleMania moments. Uh, good stuff. The number two match on my list from WrestleMania 17, which in my opinion – and, you know, it's just my opinion, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, um, the main event for the WWF Championship, the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, the chemistry these two guys had and just the build-up towards it was just so intense. Um, they were both baby faces. It was in Austin's home state of Texas. It was the first time that WWE had, uh, had run a WrestleMania in a stadium in a number of years. It had been years since they ran stadiums, and it was the week after they, they, they bought WCW and there was just a big feel to it and the match itself was just an all-out brawl and just the best of what Austin and Rock could, could bring and the surprise when Austin joins Vince and, and turns on the fans. I mean, they didn't buy it. I think it was the wrong place to do it, but I understand why they did it because nobody saw it coming, but just the drama, the emotion, the, the, the match itself, the moment, Probably one of the best championship matches, the best WrestleMania main events I've ever seen, and the, and the best of what The Rock and Austin can do together. I thought it was an awesome match. And it's funny because, like, you know, we're going through these lists, and, like, I, I, you're, like you're mentioning these matches. Like, yeah, that's another great match. And none, these are not on my list, so it's, it's funny. Um, the one thing I, I think that sticks out for me, you know, you know, especially in doing commentary now with Wrestling on Fire, is, is like, a lot of times I watch matches, and there are certain matches that – you know, I, I watch and, and really listen to the commentary uh, just to try to gain pointers, to learn something, to, to you know, get and, – and that's one of those matches where, you know, it, it's, it's a borderline flawless match uh, all the way around between the, the two competitors in the ring and, and the commentating is just 
absolutely phenomenal. So as much as, you know, the, the match, you know, may have been a great match, uh, to me, like Jim Ross and Paul Heyman make that match otherworldly. Uh, they, they were just spot on with uh, how they called that match. Oh, absolutely. It was, and you know, the funny thing is too, around that time, that was when Jerry Lawler had left WWE over, over a a dispute of of some kind. I forget what it was. And Heyman filled into that slot perfectly. And I mean, even after when Austin turned, yeah, the the crowd was cheering him and they were into it because he was the home state guy and, and, and he won the title. But JR, like, you know, from home watching it, he still was like, how could he do this? How you turn his, I thought I knew that man. I was in the hospital with him when he broke his neck and this, that, the other. I mean, just, it, it really made you like, JR really sold it that like, you know, it was almost like his hero, his, his childhood hero had, like, turned his back on people, you know? And, like you said, the commentary, what they did was awesome for that match. And the final match on my list, the number one match, in my opinion, my favorite WrestleMania match to watch, which, in my opinion, is the greatest WrestleMania match in history and the greatest WWE wrestling match in history, Shawn Michaels' Undertaker, WrestleMania 25 from Houston. I was not there. I should have been there. If I didn't blow the engine out of my car, I would have been there to witness the greatness that that match was. I mean, the near fall, the kicking out of the tombstones, the super kicks, Undertaker almost breaking his neck and dying, and the cameraman barely saved him, and he lands on his head. I mean, everything in that match. I remember when the two of them were the finalists, and the the last two guys in the 2007 Royal Rumble, when Undertaker won that year, and I remember they went like 11 minutes, the two of them, just back and forth, like, who's tossed, you know, who's going to throw out who, and they had all those, you know, close calls and close encounters, and after that match, I was like, they need to put those two in a match at WrestleMania. I'm like, it would be, it, it would steal the show. And when I was at WrestleMania 24 and they announced at 24 that they were going to be in Houston at 25, I looked at my brother and I said, Sean and Undertaker, betting on it right now. And they did, and it stole the show. And it, it, unfortunately, the last two matches, I think, were title matches. And those matches weren't exactly, they were, well, with the, the Randy Orton Triple H match was horrible. I'll go on record and say that title match was horrible. Shouldn't have closed the show. Sean Taker should have closed the show. It was a great match. I, I watch it all the time. I can't get enough of the commentary, the storytelling, everything. Ken, you were there. You can explain more. Yeah, you know, and this is this is the one that we both have on, uh, you know, our, they're bo- on both our lists. Uh, that's, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that's on my list. And it's funny because I didn't, like, you ranked them. I, I didn't actually rank mine as far as uh, – you know, best to worst. I just picked my top five favorites, uh, and this this was on my list. Um, yeah, I mean, being there live, the thing that's it's it's sad for me to, on some levels because like sometimes you're you're part of like certain moments that you 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 know you can never recapture. You never you'll never be in that moment again. And you know, I, I've been lucky enough. Uh, you know, I've I've been to an NFC Championship game. I've been to some cool, like, you know, really dramatic baseball games. I've, uh, you know, I got to see Michael Jackson in concert. You know, I, I've seen some great concerts, some great bands. Uh, you know, when I think in terms of, like, everything live I've seen, uh, entertainment-wise, uh, nothing compares to, to that crowd uh, that day um, in at WrestleMania 25. It, it just was – it was – just something to be a part of. Um, again, and, and I'm sorry, Dave. I'm, I'm really not trying to rub it in. I'm just like trying to put it out there. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. I, I wish I wish you were there. 
Um, but, you know, it was just one of those things. And, and it's funny because on some levels, like, on one hand, it's tough sometimes for me to watch. I mean, I watched it again recently. And you said, man, the cameraman, dude, put that guy in the Hall of Fame. Because I was watching that spot <laughs> over and over again. And holy oh, cow. The Undertaker. You know who was the cameraman? No, who was that? It was Jimmy Snooker's kid. Remember the remember the the, the one that was in that Deuce and Domino tag team? Yeah, that was him. <laughs> that was Snooker's kid. And he ended up getting fired because he didn't save Taker enough. Really? No, man. He like he totally like he dove into Taker, and you can see him like push his head so he rolled under. That was. You know, Taker is a great, but he, he, you know, it was a bad flight pattern for Taker. And, uh, you know, it, it just, and from where we were sitting, all we saw him, it, we didn't see the cameraman. We really just saw him go up and straight down. And from where we were sitting, it was like, holy shit, like, Taker's dead. Like, I was, I was waiting for the, the, the gurney to come down. Because um, he literally, I mean, he's going straight down. But to, to be a part of that crowd, um, it's tough sometimes, honestly, when I watch the match because it's not the same. Uh, it, I can still watch and appreciate the great match, but just, you know, being there was just something. It was something special. Again, the greatest live thing, entity I've, I've ever been, been to in my life. Uh, never before have I been to something where I could tell that the crowd was just emotionally exhausted uh, by the end. It was, it was something special that those two guys did on that night. Um, and it was one of those things where, like, you know, we were talking in the, in the pre-show uh, talks, and I've become sour on the This Is Awesome chant. Uh, and, and I blame that match because that match, I remember that the, there was the, the crowd was chanting, you know, uh, Undertaker, HBK, Undertaker, HBK. And that was a lot of the chanting going on early on in the match. And then it changed. And about half that, halfway through the matchup, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. And, and for me, like, yes, that was awesome. And everything that has been chanted, this is awesome, since then is a lie. And I found <laughs> myself getting angry recently when, like, the Shield and the Wyatts were standing in the ring looking at each other, and the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. Like, come on! At least have them do something before and I digress, but it was... It was something special, and that's definitely on, on uh, my top five list. It's funny because I actually kind of, when I, you know, I was like, hey, I wanted people to bring me, like, their top five favorites as opposed to, you know, what they think are, are the best. And so when my approach, honestly, was kind of that, well, if I was on a deserted island and I had five matches I could watch over and over again, which match would it be? And it was interesting, again, narrowing it down to, you know, five, like, the, the four matches on your list that I didn't include. You know, Hogan-Andre was not on my list. Uh, you know, uh, the latter match, uh, HBK and Razor Ramon from 10, not on my list. Uh, Brett and Owen from 10, not on my list. And I was at that WrestleMania. Those don't make my list. Uh, the, uh, the Iron Man match didn't make my list. So, you know, it was, it was tough. Like, you had to kind of make some cuts somewhere. Um, you know, and it's, it's interesting if, if I had to make a top 10, that would have been easier, but why are we going to make it easy? So, so my, my other matches, um, for different reasons, uh, Foley edge from WrestleMania 22. Uh, you know, that, that's my car wreck match. Uh, you know, I, I love that match. That, that to me is the match that really is definitively, uh, Mick Foley's WrestleMania moment. Uh, they left it all out there, especially now in, in the PG era or now in the reality era. 
um, whatever that is, but uh, it's still PG. So, um, you know, it's just looking back on that match and, and how brutal it was and, and uh, the look on Edge's face after they went through the flaming table and both of them being bloody messes. And, uh, you know, that that's just that that was Mick Foley. That's what Mick Foley did. He left everything out there uh, for you. It was just a very entertaining match, a good build to the match. Uh, the element of, of Lita involved as well, uh, just all around entertaining, bloodlust kind of match that uh, that makes my list, Dave. Yeah, I mean, you said it right there, you know, overall entertaining, a car wreck of a match. I remember going into that match, I wasn't thrilled that Edge was going to be wrestling Foley. Yeah, hardcore rules, and, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling I knew where it was going to go. Foley did this to kind of, like, help Edge and, and make him a bigger name. But, you know, if you remember a few months before, Edge was the first Money in the Bank winner and the first Money in the Bank cash-in on John Cena. I was kind of hoping he was going to go into that WrestleMania as the champion um, and defend it against either John Cena or the Triple H, possibly even a triple threat match I remember I was hoping for. But when the match happened, I was like, all right, never mind. Like, this, like okay, he can get belt another time, but this, this match is cool. And like you said, the visual, when he got up after he speared him through the flaming table. I mean, we, I don't think we ever saw flaming tables in WWE. I mean, we saw it in the original ECW, but I don't think we ever saw it in WWE. So it was it was pretty cool to see a WrestleMania moment. I thought it was cool that they kind of added, like, the, the soundtrack to hardcore wrestling and Joey Styles to, to, to call the match with Jerry Lawler. But that was pretty cool. Um, kind of, you know, a little side side deal sort of thing for WrestleMania. Overall, it was a fun match, and I totally agree with you. Car of a match. Yeah, so, you know, and, and again, you know, getting back to my list, you know, one of the things that I, and I've said it a, a gazillion times on the show, and one of my, you know, favorite things in, in pro wrestling is, is storytelling. And, and I love good storytelling. And I love guys who really tell the story uh, inside the ring. And, you know, as much as, you know, like I said, I left Hogan Andre off my list. Um, and, and a lot of that was, you know, the match was more of a moment uh, than a great match and a, a match that I'd want to watch over and over again. The great storytelling in that was the lead-in uh, and everything that happened the weeks before WrestleMania. Inside the ring, you know, Andre wasn't, you know, was a shell of, of what he once was. Um, you know, he had the great body slam, but it, it doesn't make my list as far as matches. The Hogan match that made my list, and the, and the next two matches, actually, I'm going to discuss, like, these are two matches that I don't know if you get any better in telling a story between the ropes than these four guys did in these two matches. And I'm talking about Hogan Rock at WrestleMania 18, um, especially with the way the crowd turned. And, you know, one of those things, man, where like people are writing now and you see it all over the Internet, let's hijack Raw, Occupy Raw and all that. You guys are pussies. Because at WrestleMania 18, all those guys hijacked WrestleMania, and Hogan comes in as the heel, Rock is the babyface, um, but the the crowd was totally into Rock, uh, into Hogan, and and they were able to to change a bit with their styles and make it work, and just the story those two guys told within the ring that night was absolutely phenomenal. And the other match uh, that I really highlight, like just the in ring storytelling is Austin and Bret Hart um, from WrestleMania 13, the infamous double turn. Uh, tremendous. I have always said this. I will say this 
forever that as great as Austin was, there would be no Stone Cold Steve Austin without Bret Hart. Bret Hart had a lot to do with the making of, of Stone Cold. Stone Cold is amazing, great talent. Uh, but Bret uh, did a lot for Stone Cold. And that, that double turn, the way they did that, the again, we, we keep talking about uh, images and moments. The, the visual image of Stone Cold trying to push himself out of the sharpshooter with the blood streaming down his face uh, is just, it's one of the greatest uh, images in WrestleMania history. And then passing out in a pool of his own blood, again, the commentating right there. He never said, I quit. Uh, and all of a sudden, we got Brett is now a heel. Stone Cold's a face. Just a, just, just a well-done match and just great storytelling. So those, those two matches are really matches that, for me, highlight great storytelling uh, within those ropes and uh, just just loved everything about those two matches, Dave. And, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on both your, on both those matches with all the points that you made. Hogan Rock, that was, you know, I never thought I would ever see that match. I never thought I would ever see Hulk Hogan in the WWE again for, men- for reasons I mentioned earlier in regards to my Hogan-Vince match on my list. But it was a great match, and it made me feel like a kid again when you saw him Hulk up. And like, that Toronto crowd, they hijacked before hijacking was cool. It was just awesome to see, and I remember Jerry Lawler made a comment in the uh, in, in the in, in the commentary during Hogan's entrance. He said, there, there, "You'll never see Babe Ruth versus Barry Bonds. You'll never see Mike Tyson versus Muhammad Ali, but you will see Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus The Rock." And when they when that match was over and and the two of them stood there, I mean, the, not even that mo, you know that moment at the end, but in the beginning when the flash bolts and they're just standing in the ring, I never thought I would see that. And when the the, the audience in Toronto, the, the the way that they participated in that match, it was just awesome overall. And and Rock handled himself really well for a crowd that basically turned on him at the drop of a dime. So that was you know great there. Austin and Brett. Unbelievable match. Unbelievable match. And guess where it was? Chicago. Another a great crowd. They're probably one of the best wrestling crowds in the business. And they took a guy who was supposed to be the most hated person on the planet and made him to be the hero. And then the guy who's supposed to be the most loved in the company and turned him into a babyface all in one night. And just the, the, the hatred that these two had. I mean, I remember going into that WrestleMania, I wanted Brett to be in the title picture. And Austin caused that to not happen. And I was an Austin fan. They should have put those two in the title match together against each other. I mean, it was just such a great match. They they added, you know, the the fact that these two hate each other so much. They need a special referee, so they introduced Ken Shamrock to the mix and made him a part of it. It was just a great match overall, great atmosphere, great storytelling, as you said. And that image of Austin fighting his way out of the sharpshooter and the blood pouring down his face in between the crack of his two front teeth up top is a, is a part of WrestleMania highlight reels for years to come. I mean, you even have a picture of that sharpshooter autographed by Bret Hart in the studio, if I'm not, if, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And it's funny because when I met Bret Hart, and there, there was a, a bunch of, of different pictures you could get. You know, there was a picture of him with the, the winged eagle belt. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of, like, posed pictures, you know. Um, but there was at least, I would say, four or five different pictures that you, you could pick for, for him to autograph. And, and I looked at them, and immediately it was like, well, ha- I have to get that one autographed. I mean, that, that's, that's it. And I found it weird because when I went up to Brett, 
Brett asked me where I got that picture. He's like, that's a great picture. Where'd you get it? And it surprised me because I, like, I inferred that I guess there weren't that many people that were picking that picture uh, for him to sign. And I was like, I got it right over there. And I still looked at him. I said, man, you know, I don't know how you could get any other picture signed. I mean, that, that picture is iconic. And, and I said, you know, there would be no Stone Cold without – Bret Hart. I mean, you you made him and kind of gave me a knowing smile and <laughs> that was it. But uh, you know, it was just yeah. I mean, to me, it's just such a it's such a great moment and just illustrates uh, great storytelling. And and you know, I, I I can't argue with anyone who says like Taker Michaels is the greatest match ever. But I still stand by the old staple, uh, my greatest match ever, and and also makes my uh, top five favorite matches Steamboat. Macho Man, WrestleMania three. I I can watch that match over and over again. I love the match. I even I you know that's the ma- It's funny because that's the match at WrestleMania three that you know where we're talking Hogan Andre and maybe the match wasn't great, but the lead in for a few weeks beforehand was amazing. And back when like you know you, you had a lot of like build going towards these WrestleManias, a great you know quote unquote mid card storyline. Um, great storyline going into the matchup, and then the matchup delivered on all counts. Uh, just a, a phenomenal match. Uh, two of the, the quickest, most athletic competitors you, you'd ever want to see, uh, really at the top of their game. Uh, just I, I love that match. And again, it, this became, as my interpretation of the top five, you know, the, the, your, your Desert Island matches, and that's a match I would watch over and over again. Uh, you know, I know... We talked a lot over the pre-show, and uh, it, it, it's on, on a lot of people's lists. It was on our Facebook on a lot of people's lists, um, and it makes my list, too. So Steamboat Savage rounds out uh, my list, Dave. Steamboat Savage. I remember my father took me to go see WrestleMania three in a closed-circuit movie theater. Um, this was before pay-per-view got huge uh, when I was four years old. Okay, I'm 31 now. I remember being in that movie theater watching that match, and I was standing on my chair, and I kept standing. I kept getting up and down through all the near falls. And my father, who put up with my obsession with wrestling when I was a kid, who took me to this event and who had no interest in wrestling whatsoever, I remember looking over at my dad, and my dad still talks about it to this day. The greatest wrestling match he's ever seen is Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage from WrestleMania three because all those near falls and the, how close Steamboat was to winning it, how close Savage was to winning it, and just a great story overall. My father, I don't think he's ever watched another wrestling match in full since then because that was, in his opinion, the greatest wrestling match he's ever seen. So um, just the emotion from Steamboat, the story, the in-ring ability on both guys' parts, and it, it was it was just an awesome match. And I wouldn't argue if people said that's the greatest wrestling match of all time or the greatest WrestleMania match because it it it, it was a blueprint for a lot of great matches in the history of the business. And like I said, I, I love the setup. I mean, I was watching that again recently, like watching some of the setup on YouTube and, you know, Macho Man crushing Ricky Steamboat's uh, throat and – or them like leading Ricky Steamboat off on a stretcher, and and Vince McMahon like, I, I he can't breathe, he can't breathe, and just it was just the drama. And I remember watching um, TNT, and and they they had like Ricky Steamboat going through like uh, voice therapy uh, because it crushed his larynx, and 
I remember, like, I don't remember, like, the exact words, but it's like the therapist was like, your name is Ricky. And, like, Ricky would just say, Mick, no, no, no. And then he'd throw a temper tantrum and start punching the table. It's just, it's just great stuff. I, I remember in the build-up towards that when Gene Okerlund was talking with the doctor, um, and the doctor said that, you know, Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat had a lot of heart. And then I remember Jesse Ventura was there. That doctor was wrong. He didn't have a lot of heart. He had a lot of throat. And I just thought it was so clever. Ventura, Ventura's commentary was missed and probably a name that, you know, a lot of people don't give enough credit for, for making wrestling and WrestleMania as big as it was today because he was such an integral, integral part in telling the stories the way he did. He was tremendous, and you know, and that's it, and that's what it is, man. You know, you get to WrestleMania season, you love to wax nostalgic, and we got so many things to talk about tonight. So, we had this little stroll down memory lane, you guys who who posted your favorite top five matches. Uh, thanks for participating. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. All right, we we walked down memory lane. You want to talk about memory lane? You want to talk about this year's WrestleMania? Maybe you want to talk about this year's Hall of Fame class. I think it's a pretty strong Hall of Fame class. Do you guys agree? We want to hear from you. We're going to go out to the phones because I've noticed right now it's the return. We got Tony on the line. Tony, how you doing tonight? Hey, yo, what's up, guys? Doing all right. How are you doing, man? Ah, pretty good, pretty good. I've been doing all right. So, oh, yeah, my God, yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, uh, yeah, getting, you know, just, just, just like the... Best week for uh, wrestling fans, you know. This is WrestleMania week. I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up for it. You know, it's, this is gonna be, this is gonna be awesome. I think. You know, it's, uh, I know you were talking about the favorite matches. Uh, I know one of my, you know, my favorites. I mean, Savage Steamboat was one of my favorites too. I don't know how many times I've seen that one, but uh, um, also, you know, the uh, Macho Man and Ric Flair from WrestleMania Eight was uh, one of my all-time favorites. So, you know, but when Ric Flair had the, the photos of Elizabeth and, you know, they were all, she was mine before she was yours and all that stuff. It was, yeah, oh, my God, it was just it was so well done. Even, if, you know, like at the, uh, you know, even the brain was doing the commentary or whatever. It was like, oh, you know, wait till they put up the picture and all. You know, wait till they, you know, because they hinted that they had the uh, the pictures of him and, and Liz and all that stuff. It was just like, oh, my, it, it, was, it was just great stuff. You know, it was just one of my favorite matches. It was actually, it was actually I just started watching at that point. So I'd been watching wrestling for like maybe three months, whatever. So you know, and so it was like the first WrestleMania I ever watched. So it was just like, you know, for, for me, for me, that's a personal favorite. And that's the thing, man, because it all like you know, it, it really does boil down to you know where you are in your life when you, you you start watching when you watch some of these matches. So you know, some of them resonate uh, more than others. Like we, we keep talking about Steamboat and, and Savage, like that was. For me as a wrestling fan, that was, you know, I, I can't say that, you know, it, obviously I, I thought it was real for quite some time. I, I was moving out of that thinking it was real uh, at that time. But that was really like the first match I remember that I, that I was struck by the athleticism. You know, I was always impressed with, with the, the builds and, and I, I've always been into like the strength moves and that always struck me. That for me as a fan was the first match where I was like, oh, my God, human beings can, can do that? I, it just it, – it, the athleticism struck me, and that's why that that is always uh, kind of stuck with me. And like Dave said, kind of a blueprint for uh, uh, other matches to, to follow. So 
you know, again, it's like, you know, you're saying the first WrestleMania you watched. Everyone, you know, that's what's great about being a wrestling fan. You know, everyone interprets and, and likes things for different reasons, and that kind of makes the world go around. So, cool stuff, Tony. Are you? Like, what are you looking forward to this year, though, man? I mean, interesting Hall of Fame class, uh, interesting card. Uh, what are you looking forward to? I guess it, well, this being the first WrestleMania on the network, I mean, it's just, that's 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 kind of a thrill in itself for me. But you know, it's like getting to actually see the network live this year instead of having to wait a couple months for a DVD. And uh, this Hall of Fame class, I mean, I I didn't think that they were going to be able to follow last year with Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund and, and uh, Mick Foley. I didn't, you know, it's like I, I thought, oh my God, how are they going to follow this one up? But it's like. It, this is a really awesome class going in here. You know, you got you know the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, it's like everyone really you know, it's like, what's he gonna say? Is he gonna talk like a human? Is he gonna talk in war his warrior language or what the hell is he gonna do? I don't know. And then you got you know Jake the Snake and you got you know Mr. T who uh, you know who I've always been a fan of. You know, it's like I've seen a lot of the Eight Team. I think you know I got Rocky Three is actually my favorite of the Rocky uh, of the Rocky movies just because you know he and Hulk Hogan were in it. And um, you know you got Paul Bearer you know, who was you know. I guess Undertaker was one of my favorite characters growing up too. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I got to see him live a few times. You know, it's like every every time the the lights went out and the, that it was, it was just like, oh man, that was so awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm really glad you said that, Tony, because we we've heard some stuff. You know, you, you, we float around, and Dave, I mean, you kind of hit on this uh, last week a bit, but you know, you, you float around the internet, you try and stay in touch with fans and what people are thinking, and you know, I heard some people kind of poo pooing on on this. Uh, Hall of Fame class, and, and they, yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, you got Backlund and, and Bruno in the same class. Oh, it's tough to follow that, and, I, and I'm not saying this class necessarily tops last year, but it's a damn good class. I mean, everyone deserve it of going in. I, I'm i surprised people who aren't impressed. I, I think it's a, a great class. How cool would it be if, like, Warrior gets up there to, to give his speech, and we're all anticipating the speech, and he just starts, and he's like, I'd like to thank you all for inducting me into the Hall of Fame. It is quite an honor uh, to be here this evening. Uh, I'm going to break away from my alter persona of the Ultimate Warrior and talk to you as James this evening. And, and then you hear... <laughs> yeah. you hear but Dave, I mean, you kind of hit on it last week. That This, this is kind of a, this is a kick-ass class. It is. It absolutely is. I mean, all these guys that are part of this class have had major contributions to the wrestling business. I mean, the ultimate warrior, yes, he, I wasn't a fan of his, but he was a top draw when they decided to move Hogan off to the side. And he had a following. It may have been short, but he had a following at one time. He's one of those names that is, is on a very short list of, of wrestling fans. If they're not wrestling fans now, they were wrestling fans before, and he was one of the reasons why. I mean, Jake the Snake, another name, same same thing. He was not the great. He was not the greatest in-ring technician, but he was the best in psychology and wrestling and the best in promos. Paul Bearer, the manager of probably one of the greatest gimmicks in the history of wrestling, The Undertaker. Carlos Colon. Carlos Colon was a, um, the first Latin American star to come over on a national scene in the United States and make a big name for himself. Uh, Lita was a different kind of women's wrestler at the time, and it really helped spark women's wrestling in the WWF during the Attitude Era. Um, who, who I got left? Mr. T. I said it last week, I'll say it again. Mr. T is the reason why WrestleMania 1 was so successful, because people wanted to pay money to see if he was going to get his hands on Roddy Piper. 
and Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. I mean, they're inducting the Razor Ramon character, and I'll go into that later in my news. But um, the Razor Ramon character, he was one of the the first, like, cutting-edge characters of its time when – at that time in WWF, it was, you know, they had a garbage man, a clown, a plumber, a hockey player named the goon. I mean, they had all the all, they, a, a Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya. They had not so many characters that resonated with the audience, but the Razor Ramon character was very, very popular and very cutting edge and ahead of its time at that time. So all these guys, I mean, and if you want to go into Scott Hall's contribution towards the NWO angle, that's merit alone for him to get into the Hall of Fame. But all these guys, all these names have had huge contributions to the wrestling business, and to put them together in one class, I think it's pretty cool. And to me, I think it's better than last year's class. Bruno and Backlund alone could have sold the Hall of Fame, but they added other names to it that deserved to go in. But this year's class, in my opinion, is better than last year's. Well, that's, that's, that's a lot of high praise there. So, Tony, but, before uh, we yeah. let you go, any, like, uh, let me see, do you have any bold predictions for uh, WrestleMania? Any bold? Well, I mean, I I think, uh, you know, they should definitely have Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, he's got to win, you know. It's like, I mean, what, I, what I'd do is, like, I'd either, you know, like, I'd have Daniel Bryan and Triple H actually start the show, and then, you know, you can have Daniel Bryan get the win over him, and then, you you know, you do the three-way match at the uh, you know, that could close out the show. Daniel Bryan, you know, gets a clean win and, you know, doing the, you know, with the belts, you know, doing the yes chant and everybody, do, you know, the whole arena doing the yes chant and it's like, you know, that'd be the ideal ending for for the show this year. Um, the other one I'm looking forward to is actually a scene on Bray Wyatt. The build-up to that has been really good. I've been, you know, like, the stuff from uh, last week where they put the, uh, the the sheet mask on Cena and they tied him to the, to the ropes. So it was just like, yeah, I didn't see. I, I didn't really didn't see that coming. But uh, yeah, Bray's another character who's been re- who's been really uh, been really entertaining. I have actually been been enjoying a lot of those uh, a lot of a lot of those <laughs> weird promos of his. Been, I would uh, agree. They're... Yeah, I think I think Bray Wyatt's been phenomenal, and I, and I think you know Tony. I think that uh, some really creative booking there. If you if you actually started the show with. Uh, Triple H and uh, Daniel Bryan. I'm not, it'd be interesting. I'm not too sure they're going to do it. I don't know if I'd bet the farm on that, but that would be interesting just to really kind of, I mean, if, if the show started off and, like, the first music you hear is Daniel Bryan's and they start off with that match, uh, that would be really interesting. But, uh, Tony, thank you for the call. And, and you know, don't be a stranger. We've got to talk after WrestleMania because if you remember way back when, after SummerSlam, I said to you, if at at WrestleMania, if we see Daniel Bryan with his hands raised, winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, would all this have been worth it? And you're like, yeah, I, I guess it would be worth it. So we may be on our way there. So let's see how the matches pan out and see what happens at WrestleMania. But I definitely want to get your reaction after WrestleMania. Thanks for the call, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, guys. Take it easy, man. Yeah. Tony bringing on some some creative booking. Let's stick with the the phones because we got Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Ken. Hey, Dave. How you guys doing tonight? What's up? Uh, not much. Hey, uh, Dave. Like I said before, I'm always looking forward to your day five report. Can't wait to hear it again. And uh, guys, I mentioned earlier today to you guys about my bold prediction. What I think is going to happen at WrestleMania. Now you can agree with me if you want. 
you disagree with me, that's what we're all, you know, in the business for is to check it out and everything. But here's what I would like to see happen and what I would love to see play out. Triple H is going to lose to Daniel Bryan. Then, in all that haste and everything of him losing the, the ma- him losing the match and everything else, he will then enter himself, even though he lost, he will then enter himself in the title match, making it a fatal four-way. Now, what I see happening, what I hope, what I'd like to see happen, is during the match, Triple H pedigrees Randy Orton, takes Daniel Bryan, puts Daniel Bryan on top of Randy Orton, counts to three, Daniel Bryan's a new champion. And then at the end of the match, he raises he raises Daniel Bryan's hand and hands him the title. What do you think? Possibility? How did you feel that, Dave? What do you think? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, any, anything is possible, and I, I, I think that's more or less done for, for shock value. But let me ask you something: what's the what was the what's the reason behind him turning on Orton and helping Brian win the match, especially if he's going to fight Brian earlier in the evening to prevent him from getting in the match? What what would be the purpose of it? It's it's, it's wrestling. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe Triple H figures, hey, you know, Daniel Bryan's been through enough. We've put him all through this. He still keeps coming back. He's a gutsy competitor. Let's let's say let's let's go this route. Let's let's let him, you know, the yes movement. It's starting up. I mean, look back in the seventies, eighties, you know, when you were when you were a little uh, Diamond Dave. I mean, how many times did we always see Hogan Savage? How many times did we always I mean, they just kept building it up, building it up, building it up. And that's just I know, what I think. The whole, but hold on a second. The whole point of him, he, he's fighting Daniel Bryan so that Bryan doesn't get in the title match. And then he's going to insert himself only to help Bryan win? Like, I, then what, what, was the, what was the point of all this? That, that's what I, well, I'm not getting at. Well, that I mean, I mean, I'm not taking that away from you, but yeah, but I just don't. I just I'm I'm not getting it. Well, I think they're just gonna. I think my opinion, and I appreciate you uh, respecting my opinion, Dave. That's that's why you're the classy guy you are. And I feel that you know it's just it 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 might be his time. You know, I mean, maybe like you said, maybe what's the point of fighting Daniel Bryan and then ending up handing him the title and helping him win the title? But didn't Triple H help Randy Orton win the title when he? Uh, okay, granted, granted, he didn't. He wasn't wrestling Randy Orton. He wasn't fighting Randy Orton at that time when he pedigreed Daniel Bryan and kicked him, and Randy Orton won the title. I understand what you're saying, and I see what your your point with that. But that's just that's just my take on that. I would, I, I think that would be good. I mean, I think I, I I would like to see it happen. If it happens, okay. If it doesn't, well. Then you never know. I don't think Batista is gonna is gonna win the title. If that doesn't happen, then I I think maybe Randy Orton's gonna retain. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, I I kind of I I you know it's funny because I I could almost see depending on what happens in the Daniel Bryan Triple H match that you know Triple H inserts himself into the match, especially what he said. You know, I mean, he's basically saying that he's gonna take home, oh excuse me take home the title. Um, and the way he like was jawing at a. Orton and Batista. So why not, you know, you're the authority. I mean, why not be even a, a bigger jerk and lose the match, but then insert yourself uh, in the title match just uh, because. 
What I think would be more interesting, though, is I, I, I kind of, I got to admit, I kind of uh, fall on Dave's side there. Like, I don't, uh, storytelling-wise, I don't know if it makes sense for Taker to turn and then help Daniel Bryan. But what I think could be interesting is if, if Triple H did that and then Daniel Bryan pins Triple H in that final title, in final final match. So you have something where Triple H gets pinned twice at a WrestleMania by the same guy, and now the, the friction in the, the former Evolution guys where you know Randy Orton lost the title and he wasn't pinned, and Batista kind of lost his opportunity uh, without getting pinned, and Daniel Bryan's the champion. So, um, you know, if you're going to go out on a limb, I, I'm not saying I think that's going to happen, but if we're going to go with the Fatal 4-Way, I think that's where I would go with the direction. But uh, interesting. I mean, I do think, Mr. Yeah. Trivia, we could see a Fatal 4-Way, but I think if we're going predictions, that would be uh, more likely to happen than seeing Triple yeah. H, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And one other thing, too, I heard you guys mention something about um, Stone Cold, uh, Bret Hart, the, the double the double turn. Yes. Uh, I believe it's going to be one day next week I'm going to be on the King Firehawk show talking about that, that uh, particular match. So that should be interesting because i got to, you know, go over the footage and everything because I, I can't remember the match, so I'm going to have to go watch it and, you know, but I'm going to be on the King Firehawk show probably one day next week. He, you know, talking about that uh, that famous match. So, hey guys, enjoy your trip. Have a safe trip to WrestleMania. Hopefully, we'll see uh, Ken Reedy show sign up on there. Dave, how was uh, Northeast? Northeast was an excellent show. I had a wonderful time. Uh, I, I said earlier in the show that Matt Hardy AJ Styles match was awesome. There was a great ladder match with Brian Anthony and Bull Dread and a few other guys. So overall, it was a really good show. Packed house, two thousand people. Um, got to meet Jerry Lawler. Got to meet Matt Hardy. Fun show. Nice. No, well, you have to rephrase that. Jerry Lawler got to meet you. But that, that's the best thing. Hey, guys, yeah. have a great night and uh, enjoy WrestleMania. And we'll talk Thanks to you when you get back. Call. Take All it right. easy. Right, bye bye. Yeah, so yeah, Mr. Trivia giving us uh, some interesting stuff. Interesting, like, food for thought there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, again, like, I, I'm kind of right there with you, Dave, as far as uh, storytelling. I don't know if it, especially since the the journey that's gone on between uh, the two of them, uh, you know, for Triple H all of a sudden to say, hey, I'm going to help Daniel Bryan. I wouldn't, wouldn't be a fan of that. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if we wind up seeing a, a fatal four-way at some point. So, uh Let's see what happens. We're going to squeeze in one more fall, one more call before the break. So let's get Dank on the line. Dank, are you there? I'm here. How are you gentlemen doing? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Recovering from my first day of work. But, you know, it's a new job, a new beginning, and uh, I like it so far. So we'll see where it goes. Good stuff. So finally got uh, the job at Domino's. I got the job at what? You finally got the job at Domino's? Yeah, that's exactly okay, it. good. Now, I'm a couple of steps up from Domino's. I'm at the Marriott Resort, so if you guys ever come, come stay where I work. Hashtag shameless plug. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, it looks like I got a week left to... Uh, we had the Undertaker appear last Monday night, so I'm sticking by my guns and saying hopefully he'll do something... <laughs> of Jason Schumann ship at WrestleMania in New Orleans. 
with all the voodoo going around, and I may end up eating my words, but, you know, crazier things have happened in the WWE. I mean, hell, we could see CM Punk sign the night before and come and win the title and lose it to Sting the next day on Monday Night Raw. Put me down for that. <laughs> things have happened. <laughs> She's going to go big. She's going to go for the gold, right? Exactly. But, uh, I just want to wish you guys a uh, safe trip. I hope you have a blast, and I'm going to start saving off so that we can all meet up at the next WrestleMania next year. Don't get into too much trouble, because <laughs> let's be honest. You know, you can't go with the Rosenbluth clan and not get in some kind of trouble. You are it's good because they're all bigger than everyone else. You are going <laughs> a bunch of heathen. Well, no, you haven't reached that status yet, but, you know, you guys are still young, so we'll see what happens. Your status? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't say my status. I said that status. Like I'm status nowhere near your status. But you guys have a safe trip. Enjoy it. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting together at the next WrestleMania. Sounds good, Dank. Thanks a lot for giving us a call. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Take it easy. All right, we got, uh, we got people still on hold, so hang in there. We're running a little bit late because we got so much to talk about. Full two hours. We're an hour away from the Monday Night Raw WrestleMania go-home show. But for now, it's time for the Day 5 50 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show, and this is a special WrestleMania-sized edition of the Day 5 News Report. Our first story this week, with four spots remaining in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this Sunday, WrestleMania 30, one rumored name to be added is Rob Van Dam. RVD is scheduled to return on next Monday's Raw, but with the news leaking on the Internet that WWE arranged travel plans for him to be in New Orleans this weekend, it should come as no surprise that he will be added to the Battle Royal. It's expected WWE will announce his participation in the Battle Royal on tonight's Monday Night Raw telecast. Figure4WrestlingOnline.com is reporting that there's a feeling within the WWE that Shane McMahon will be in attendance backstage at WrestleMania 30 this weekend. There are not, however, rumors of an on-screen appearance at this time, but those plans could change. Our third story, the leading candidate to induct Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, into the 2014 WWE Hall of Fame class is close friend and former WWE and WCW World Heavyweight Champion Big Daddy Cool, Kevin Nash. Hall, along with Nash, are also rumored for an induction together with WrestleMania 30 host Hulk Hogan as the NWO, the New World Order, in possibly the year 2015 or 2016. That is why some say WWE decided to induct the Razor Ramon character. That is all still speculation. If Nash does not induct Scott Hall's Razor Ramon character this weekend, then 2011 WWE Hall of Famer Mr. WrestleMania himself, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, is next in line for the role as inductor. Speaking of past big-name superstars, WWE has reached out to every big-name draw of the past several decades 
that are still alive and, in, and were involved heavily in WrestleMania to make cameo appearances at WrestleMania 30 this Sunday. It was reported a while back all over wrestling media that Stone Cold Steve Austin, WWE Hall of Famer himself, was asked to appear at the event. Also, Hot Rod, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, another WWE Hall of Famer, has expressed strong interest on social media via his Twitter account to have a prominent role on the show. But as of right now, no actual names have been leaked to the public. And our fifth and final story, Sting, a huge name in the history of professional wrestling, rumored to have already signed with the WWE, is scheduled to appear at WrestleCon in New Orleans this Sunday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It is advertised in a limited viewing capacity. He is also rumored to be having a role in this Sunday's huge event, hence the reason behind his limited appearance at WrestleCon. Some within WWE expect his appearance to coincide with the announcement of his involvement at next year's WrestleMania 31 from Santa Clara, California, and his heavily rumored match with The Undertaker. It's being said that Sting's rumored WWE contract is for one match only at WrestleMania 31 next year, as well as involvement with the WWE Network, a Hall of Fame induction, and other licensing and merchandise opportunities. It should be noted that both sides are allegedly open to more appearances, but as of now, those are the only details on the alleged contract. And there you have it, folks. That was a WrestleMania-sized edition of the Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every single Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show, which, by the way, is the very best in pro wrestling talk. Ken, back to you. So I'm all aflutter with excitement. I can't believe we're, we're so close to this WrestleMania. And, and Dave, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, we, we kind of met through WrestleManias. I mean, WrestleMania is, is closely tied to this show's history and how we've, we've evolved uh, over the years. Um, you know, met your brothers at WrestleMania, then they wound up meeting you. Uh, you know, I've been doing the show. You know, lots of great stuff surrounding WrestleMania. And and as as luck would have, we actually have our producer Michelle is on the line, and she's as as we went through like top five WrestleMania matches or our favorite our favorite WrestleMania matches. Michelle's got our top WrestleMania moments, so we got Michelle on the line. Michelle, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Can you can you hear me? Okay. We can, we can hear you. So give us okay. some of our our, our top right. moments at WrestleMania. Well, first, I'm just going to start off with, because I know Dave is expecting this, we have the Weather Creeper update, New Orleans, currently 72 degrees, just throwing that out there. It's uh, 70s, 80s, it's supposed to be up in the high 70s uh, this week, so I'm looking forward to that. Definitely a far cry from our 52-degree WrestleMania weather of last year. Um, Speaking of, I'm sorry sorry to interrupt, but I remember a bonding experience that you and I both had waiting about 40 minutes in line for the the porta potty outside (laughs) MetLife Stadium, getting getting windburn on our face in April in 55 degree weather. And so I'm glad that you brought up that point about the weather for this upcoming WrestleMania, considering this WrestleMania is going to be indoors. Yeah, you're right. I kind of tried to block that out, but yes, we waited for a while for the porta potties. It was it was definitely uh, an experience. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and hopefully, I don't know what type of tailgating we'll be doing, but uh, hopefully it'll be warmer this year. Um, so, yeah, I kind of compiled a list of our top, maybe a little bit of an unorthodox 
list of WrestleMania moments, and I think I had I, I came down to couldn't throw one out. It was it was kind of a my my own list. I tried to get to five, but we we've got six. We've got no, number six coming in with uh, WrestleMania 25, the fans versus the one pizza place that was open after <laughs> WrestleMania 25. So 70,000 people trying to order pizza from one pizza place. I believe the fans won that one. Uh, I, bet like got, that, that guy, I would bet that guy who owned that one pizza place was probably, like, hospitalized in some mental health unit somewhere because he sounded like he was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah, that, that was funny stuff. Um, we've got uh, number five, which I hope I remember them all, but who knows. Number five, we've got uh, the Ken Reedy Show, which are you guys, us, uh, Bill Brown, definitely in there, taking over um, the Marriott and the uh, Hilton, whichever hotel it was, uh, in Atlanta, taking over for like three days straight. Huh. I believe we won that one, although I give uh, Otunga, the bartender, an honorary mention because he was pretty close to uh, having us tap out there while we were waiting for drinks. Yeah, so that, 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 uh, maybe, maybe my liver has recovered from, from that weekend. <laughs> that, that, that weekend kind of a blur <laughs> I will say and and that wasn't our hotel actually that was the WWE hotel and that was the yeah. Hyatt Regency the Hyatt right if, we were connected yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I believe Dave, Dave your voice lost out on that one too um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah right. by the time the show came I didn't even I couldn't even talk <laughs> we've got the Ken Reedy show taking uh, uh, versus the I, I would just throw it out there and say the European fans in Miami, as we shut them down with our no chance to their yes chance, <laughs> I think we won that one. Arguably, uh, like, we, to me, like, arguably the, the real, like, start of the yes movement to me was, was that WrestleMania. And, and anyone who poo-pooed on it, the 18-second uh, match was, was maybe the greatest thing that ever happened in Daniel Bryan's career. But I remember, yeah, we were out the night before at the bar and, and a bunch of people, you know, people kept doing the yes chant and we were like, you know, I can't believe like it's everywhere. And there's one group of people at the bar, they started doing the yes chant and we just started yelling no. And like, I, I mean, myself, I'm, you know, six foot, six one, uh, you know, two twenty, And I look like I'm standing in a hole when I hang out with the Rosen blues. <laughs> So I just remember that, that table, like, whipping their heads around like they were just going to go off on us, and then they just stopped chanting. Yeah. Yeah, they turned around, they saw Akeem and the big boss man, and they were like, all right, never mind. I'm going to back off on this one. Um, we've got last year in the uh, tailgate extravaganza, we actually have two. I'll start with the brother versus brother steel chair match between Dave and Justin. How can we forget that? <laughs> I think that one was a draw, though, I, I'm going to have to say. Uh, <laughs> although I believe Dave held the chair, so maybe uh, Dave takes that one. Um, and we have Pat Crowley versus his target grill. I'm going to say I'm going to say Pat Crowley won in the end, but that one was close there. How it didn't explode, wife won. I don't know. She was the one that returned it and got her money back. It's, exactly, like, I mean, exactly. it's, it's pretty impressive that we didn't die that day because Pat Crowley, it seemed like, as much as we enjoyed the tailgate, uh, didn't quite know exactly how we're supposed to use that uh, camping grill, and the camping grill itself was on fire. So, you know, who knows what could have blown up that day, but we <laughs> and uh, somehow Pat Crowley's wife was able to return 
uh, the grill to target. And the number one top moment in our WrestleMania history is maybe perhaps the drum roll. Thank you. The old man versus the guy with one leg at Fullside in Miami. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the old the old man won. I'm gonna say that. I I, I go for the old man. That's on that, uh, and that's a, a great moment, and and deserves, I guess, a little bit of an explanation for those who might be listening. We we actually saw a, a pool fight, and it never came to fisticuffs, but uh, it wound up being between a, an older gentleman that was had to be, I mean, I would guess in his seventies, against this kid that that would probably have been in his twenties, but the guy in his twenties only had one leg, and uh, you know that the fight just there was a lot of words going and. Uh, then, like, the old man was like, well, let's fight. And the guy was sitting and had, like, the, uh, the, the leg that was severed, or whatever happened to it, was, was sitting in the pool. So he couldn't tell he only had one leg. So the old man was like, all right, well, let's go. Get out of the pool. Let's go. And then the guy's friend is like, oh, man, you're going to fight with a guy who has one leg? And the, guy, and the old man's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know he had one leg. And then he's like, well, you're not going to fight me because I only have one leg? Let me get my other leg. And I was like, is this really happening? And then the old man, and they kept drawing back and forth, and the old man's like, well, you have one leg, and I'm old, so this is fair, so let's go. And we just sat there <laughs> watching the whole thing. You know, was, you know what was funny about that, too, is that we had found out through locals that that guy and his, the old guy and his wife, they were locals, and they, would, they knew the manager of the hotel, so they would just come to the pool and hang out. Like, you have a home of your own. Like, you have to come to a hotel that you lo- you know, that's locally in your town to, to, to go swimming in the pool. I just found that kind of weird. But it was funny. He hopped, nobody knew he had one leg. He hopped out of the pool with one leg, and we're like, oh, my God, like, it's Zach Gowan all over again. The one-legged wrestler at WWE <laughs> uh, versus, like, play Buddy Rose in the pool. It was, it was a, we had the pre-show before the pre-show match. Yeah, that was, that was really good. Michelle, great list. Thanks for, for giving us a Thank buzz. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I, I can only imagine what, what is going to happen this week in, in New Orleans, Bourbon Street. Dave, thank God you're not drinking because you'll keep us all sane. That's all I have to say. <laughs> He's our guardian. Yes, I, I, will, be the, I will be the babysitter. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. All right, guys. See you later. Take care. Yeah, it's funny, man, because this show, like, we, I mean, we've, we have so many great WrestleMania memories, like, just uh, us involved with the show. And it's funny, like, Michelle, you know, we're talking about uh, Atlanta, you know, we found out where the WWE hotel was. It just became this, like, really stupid thing as far as, like, being a wrestling fan. You know, it's, all right, we really should leave the hotel and uh, go get something to eat. I can't, because they, they weren't serving food at this bar. And then it became, oh, they're not letting anyone else in the bar. So if we left, we're not going to get back in the bar. It's like, all right, we'll stay a little bit longer. Oh, damn, Ric Flair just walked into the bar. All right, we gotta just, we'll keep drinking. We'll keep drinking. Okay, okay. We'll get, all right, we'll get something to eat soon. Right, yeah. Oh, wow, no, is that Ricky Steamboat? Oh, wow, Ricky Steamboat's talking to me. Okay, okay, I'll keep drinking. I'll keep drinking. Okay, okay. And it just became that thing, like, all night. Like, people kept coming in, and it was just such a surreal experience, and once we heard that we wouldn't get back in the bar, we just decided that food was secondary. There was no need for us to eat, so let's just keep drinking and, and stay at the bar and try and engage as many cool conversations with uh, professional wrestlers as possible. So, yeah, you're right, Dave. That that weekend was a blur. Um, but you know, it's it's amazing. You know, between you know, Metro Brothers at uh, 26 in Arizona, we've been going the past few years and. Uh, 
Looking forward to creating some brand new memories this year at a big one. Big anniversary, WrestleMania 30. And since this is our final show, this is our go-home show, we will not be on the air next week. We'll be back in two weeks. Let's get into what we're going to see at WrestleMania. Got an interesting card right now. I don't know if we'll see matches added. I tend to doubt it, but who knows what could happen tonight or SmackDown. But first off, you know, the the tag team championship match, the Fatal 4-Way, has been added to the WrestleMania kickoff program. The Usos, the Real Americans, uh, Rybaxel, and uh, God, I don't know why, Los Matadores. Um, I, I'm just looking for this to be a very, very entertaining matchup. Uh, should have some really cool spots. I, I would expect to see a Cesaro swing. I expect to see uh, some stuff going on from the Little Bull. Uh, maybe we see some dissension in the ranks between the Real Americans and this, but... Uh, I think this is a good vehicle to put the Usos over. I say they re- retain in this matchup, and uh, just a way to make the Usos as tag team champions look strong. Your thoughts here? And to think, one year ago, Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter were in the, you know, in one of the main events of WrestleMania with Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship, and now they are in a tag team match on the pre-show. So it's it, what a difference a year makes. But, yes, you're right. I think this is a vehicle to get the Usos over, have them look strong as champions against, um, you know, two, you know, one team really in that match. You know, the the, the challengers are the, the real formidable team. I mean, Rybaxel's been a team short term in Los Matadores. You don't see them a whole lot. So I, I would have to say, I venture to guess the Usos are going to look strong in their reign, first title defense, um, as champions on pay-per-view or on the network or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm looking for a fun match, all kinds of different crazy spots. I don't know if it's an elimination match or if it's a sudden death match, but um, it should be fun. And I think you're right. I think we'll start to see some – they've kind of backed off on the dissension with Swagger and Cesaro, but I think we'll see some in this match, um, which eventually is going to turn into the uh, the split between the two at some point relatively soon after WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I find I think it's going to be an entertaining match. You know, I, I would have liked the tag championship maybe on the card, but you know, it, it's it's a good it it gives the pre-show some interest, so should be a good matchup. Interesting stuff that they you know they added it. You know, this WrestleMania, there's a few matches that uh, you know have a boatload of people in it. I mean, you got a fatal four-way tag match. They so got four tag teams. We got a one six-man tag, uh, obviously the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and, you know, Vicky Guerrero uh, throwing a wrench in the works, and we have a 14-Diva single-fall match for the Divas Championship, almost assuring, dare I say, uh, that we're going to have a, a championship uh, change here. Um if all the rumors you're hearing are true, where uh, CM Punk and the WWE are not really uh, in favor, they're not they're not in a good place right now. Um, you'd think that uh, does not bode well for CM Punk's girlfriend. Uh, you know all that stuff behind the scenes and in front of the camera. You know I love what AJ Lee has done uh, with the title, but again, like that, that title, you know, it's like they pushed it. It seemed like it had a little bit of prestige. They backed off a little bit. The divas TV show is, is doing well. Uh, they want to push that, promote that. Uh, you know, it's funny, Dave, cause conventional wisdom for me as, as a prognosticator here watching wrestling, I would tend to kind of lean towards picking Tamina 
to win this matchup. However, my feelings on the, the Divas show and what they, they want to do with that show and thinking that they're going to want to have uh, that championship WrestleMania moment kind of chronicled on the show. Um, I, I'm kind of expecting that I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards one of the Bellas uh, winning this match and would, would not shock me at all if uh, Daniel Bryan's Bella wins and uh, not to hint at the, my, my other predictions, but we get a real, uh, real power couple uh, in the WWE. But uh, again, like it's weird for me because I, like I, I lean towards Tamina, but um, I don't know. I think it's uh, the diva show is, has a heavy influence on this matchup. I, I, if it's a single fall match, I mean, I can't imagine this getting a lot of time on the show. Um, I, I've heard it's single fall, but I also heard Vicky Guerrero on Twitter say she's still not sure what the rules are. So things could change going into Monday Night Raw tonight, heading towards WrestleMania on Sunday. Um, I lean towards Tamina being the reason why AJ doesn't win the match, in my opinion, but I don't think she's going to walk out with the title. And I would agree with you. I have a feeling it's going to go to one of the Bellas, and I'll go, I'll go out and say it. I think Brie Bella is going to win the Divas Championship. I mean, she's improved in ring-wise. You know, when Nikki was gone and injured and she was doing them stuff singles on her own, she's really improved. And it doesn't hurt that she's got, you know, arguably one of the best wrestlers in the entire world as her boyfriend. So, you know, she's got a, you know, she's one up on the competition. So I'm going to go with Brie Bella winning this match. Um, I can't expect this match to go very long, especially with 14 girls. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of people for a single fall match. I mean, I don't know, but it, I think it's just their way to get all the girls on the card um, because there are some talented, you know, Natty Neidhart and Emma, and maybe we'll see. Um, I mean, they already announced the 14 girls. Maybe we'll throw a surprise in and throw in one of the NXT girls. I mean, who knows? The NXT champion, Paige, maybe she'll get involved. But Bella wins the title, and it tells a good story for the Total Divas show. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, the thing is also, I mean, a lot of these I mean, not to sound mean, but a lot of these girls aren't very good. So, I mean, I, I think you need to have a shorter match. I mean, hell, like Cameron almost lost an eye. Um, you know, all these, these ladies flailing about in that ring. I mean, you don't need anyone getting seriously hurt. So I agree with you. I don't see this match lasting longer. I know every time we do the... Uh, the raw thread, I uh, try and do a over-under time limit on uh, the Divas matches. And usually the matches, the matches never break five minutes. Um, usually they're right around the two, maybe three-minute mark uh, that they actually give them on a card. Uh, 14 Divas, maybe they give them a little bit longer. But honestly, it wouldn't shock me if we wind up seeing a quick pin. Um, you know, I would say this match at most is 10, but I'm thinking under that. Uh, I would look at more of like a seven, maybe eight-minute matchup. But, uh, yeah, so it's becoming one of those, another one of those nights, Dave. Uh, so we both agree on our first two picks. But let's, since we're getting into these, like, big group matches, uh, something that I, I, I love and, and I think it's great that we had, you know, Hulk Hogan as the host is great. And, and, I, and I like the fact a lot, and, and who knows whose idea, whether it's Hulk Hogan's or creative or a combination of the both. But I really like the fact, in addition to being the host, that he has added a bit of influence in, in uh, at least storyline-wise, in, in adding the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, I, I do think that for whatever reason, you know, Andre is one of those guys that when people talk about greats of all time, you know, a lot of time Andre just kind of gets overlooked. Um, I think it's tremendous that they're doing a Memorial Battle Royal. I'm very glad, as we discussed earlier, 
that this is on the card uh, with Andre's name on it. I really felt this deserved to be on the card and not the pre-show. Gives a lot of people a chance to be on, on the WrestleMania card. And, uh, you know, Dave, you brought up the scenario, and it seems like they're going in that direction, um, you know, with, with Big Show. And, uh, you know, now what do you do? Do you have Big Show win the Battle Royal and be the, the giant and an homage to the legend that is Andre the Giant? Or uh, is the Big Show slapped with another uh, WrestleMania disappointment? And uh, do we use that going forward as storyline as, uh, you know, he's disappointed in not uh, paying homage to his hero? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I kind of like that story better, although at the same time, I mean, Big Show's a, you know, a, a, a big name in wrestling over the years, and he's done a lot of great stuff. He's done a lot of crappy stuff, too, you know, but he's a, he's a company guy, so he kind of rolls with it, and um, I mean, it would be cool if they did give him this and have him be the inaugural first winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. However, I think it tells a better story if he comes up short, and it's given to somebody else because they're saying that this trophy is going to be, you know, held over by this person over the course of the year. So um, it sounds like this is going to be an inaugural thing every WrestleMania. I can't really place a winner. I mean, there's so many names you could throw out there, but it should be entertaining. It should be fun. I think we've seen on TV recently the graphic shows Hogan's, you know, involvement in it. Maybe Hogan will be there to present the trophy to the winner. Maybe Hogan will be there to, to get involved in it, not say per se you have a, a spot in the battle royal, but maybe afterwards throw somebody over the top rope, pose with the winner sort of thing. Who knows? Um, it should be entertaining. It should be fun. And I like how they've kind of added some history to this WrestleMania card by having him, you know, him be a part of that and anointing the, the battle royal to be in Andre's name and just having Andre's name, uh, you know, coinciding with it as well. So it's hard to pick a winner because you get so many different names. I mean, Rey Mysterio, Alberto Del Rio, Christian, Sheamus, Mark Henry, Big Show, you know, Biggie Langston's a name that's, that's involved in it. I mean, there's still, like I said, four spots remaining, RVD possibly could be one of them. I mean, it's so hard to pick who's going to be involved in it. So I was so you just, you're, you're, you're playing the fence yeah. on this one. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I mean, they, they, they've kind of hyped up Dolph Ziggler lately on TV as, as being a heavy favorite. Sheamus has been a heavy favorite. Um, you know what? I'll go out on a limb and I'll say, Biggie Langston wins it. Biggie Langston's my choice to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And that's the first place we differ. I, I would agree with you um, on the storytelling, and I think it tells a better story. However, I think they're going to go purely with the feel-good moment. And we're going to see a Big Show win the first Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and it'll have a, a nice feeling a nice nostalgia feel and i'm gonna go in in that direction with it so my pick is is for the uh the nice wrestlemania moment but we'll see but i do agree with you i think the storytelling is better um if big show loses in fact i think the storytelling is bigger if big show is like the last guy eliminated so we shall see but excited for that one you know battle royals are always uh fun match you know a match i'd like to get into and we, we got a, a a bunch of things to, to talk about but Taker Lesnar, 
you know, this is an interesting match, and I'll put my pick right on. I don't think the, the streak is ending. Uh, interestingly enough, our friend uh, uh, Irish Mac, uh, Colin on, on Twitter, uh, Irish C-Mac, sorry, his hand, at Irish C-Mac, uh, he predicted that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to break the streak. It's a bold prediction that the streak will end at the hands of Brock Lesnar. Um, I disagree. I think Taker's going to win this match. Um, you know, it's been weird to me with the, the Taker thing. I love Taker. I've been a big Taker fan. Um, I thought last year's build for the Punk match was a bit underwhelming. I, I thought the match itself was a good match, but it didn't stack up to the, the matches of the last four years. Uh, the two with Michaels and the two with uh, Triple H. Um, the moment for me and, and being there live, it, it was tremendous. And, and the pictures and the pictures are great, and they only scratch the surface of what it was like to be there. But the image of, of Taker and Triple H and Shawn Michaels standing uh, at the top of the ramp together, uh, the old the old soldiers of a forgotten era. Uh, you know, those th- that was the moment. That was the moment for uh, I, I just for Taker to retire. Um, I, and you know, the build was lackluster last year. Uh, you know, the, the thing that helped the build, unfortunately, was the, the passing of Paul Bearer, which they used for the build. Um, if that didn't happen, the build would have been very lackluster. And, and the build for this match has been okay. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm this part like I, I want to keep seeing Taker and I love Taker, but uh, I keep going back to that moment in Miami that that should have been it. That should have been the end of the streak, the end of Taker's career, and just walk off into the sunset. So um, I'm expecting a good match. Uh, I, I honestly I'm not going to expect a great match. I think we'll have something entertaining, um, but I, I think the streak continues and Taker wins this match. I will have to agree with you on that point. Um, I think the build has been very underwhelming, like I said last week. I mean, the way that they've built Brock Lesnar up since he's come back a couple of years ago, he's, you know, a monster. He's, he, he's a wrecking machine. He goes through it. I mean, what he did to Big Show at the Royal Rumble, that should that should be right there, the, the blueprint for how you're going to build him up for Undertaker at WrestleMania. The Undertaker virtually has no chance. And they were kind of going in that direction a little bit when Paul Heyman showed those videos of guys that Lesnar has destroyed that Taker has barely beaten at WrestleMania. And I thought that that, was, that would have been a good way to really humanize the Undertaker character. Maybe we'll see the Undertaker character in this streak kind of get put to rest. Not saying Undertaker would lose, but we would see like one of the final matches, maybe if not this year, next year for Undertaker. But um, I, they haven't really done a whole lot to get me excited about the match. I mean, normal Undertaker stuff, the lights go out, the druids, the casket, the lights come out, he comes up in the arena, he scares Paul Heyman. He's, last two times he's been involved with Brock Lesnar, he's gotten the better hand of it. So you would have to figure that going into tonight's Monday Night Raw, that Lesnar's going to have to do something that's going to make you believe in some small fashion that he's got a shot at beating Undertaker. You would think that they would want your, the viewer to, to, you know, to, to believe that in some way, shape, or form. So when eventually Undertaker does win on Sunday, it comes as somewhat of a surprise. But that's not the case. I think it will be a good, fun match. 
And I think, like I said last week's show, the beating that he takes from Brock Lesnar, he'll barely make it out alive. And it will really, at least in my opinion, I believe, it will start to see the development of the, the, the final stage in his career with the streak, uh, maybe possibly next year, if not the year after, where this beating really sets the tone for you know his, his last match, so to speak. Kind of like what they did with um, Triple H at 27, where Triple H walked out even though he lost, and Taker got carried out. But that kind of set the tone for the following year. I think something like that's going to happen this year with um, – with uh, Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. And I'll go on record as saying that I think that they will announce that Sting, you know, that Sting will make a surprise appearance at WrestleMania, and they'll set up him and Undertaker for the following year, that night after the match is over. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'm actually expecting Sting at, at Raw and, and challenge for it. We'll have the, the year-long uh, thing for 31. And you know what? I would love... And again, it's it's no disrespect. It's, I, I absolutely, I, I all the respect in the world for Taker, and Taker is, you know, done so much for the business, and one of the the most iconic characters in the history of the business. I, I would honestly like let WrestleMania 31 make it like make it Taker weekend. Have Taker announce that next year is going to be his last match. Have Taker come out on Raw, and say he's only going to wrestle one more match, and then have Sting come out and challenge or do something like that, where we know next year is his last match, and hell, man, put him in the Hall of Fame the same weekend. Make it about him. I mean, he's, he's so great. I, I just, you know, I, I really don't want to see this dude, like, hobbling to the finish, um, you know, being a big fan. And, and those four matches were just so iconic in, in the history of, of pro wrestling. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, who knows? He may blow the doors off at WrestleMania, but... Um, the build has kind of been, uh, and again, it's, it's one of those things that's tough, you know, you have guys going out that are like, you know, staples of a former era and, and, you know, and then and you're trying to just kind of build a wrestling match. Then after that, it just, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's tough for, to, for those builds to, to live up to what those four matches did before. Um, but we'll see, we'll see if something happens tonight, maybe on Monday night raw, uh, interesting stuff. You know, I, fa- I found it interesting, the build uh, going with the, the Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Uh, interesting stuff. Corporate Kane, who I, Kane, one of the most underrated guys in the history of the business. This guy can do it all. And the way this guy has, has evolved and recreated and recreated and recreated his recreations uh, with his character has been absolutely phenomenal. And this guy on a dime can go from comic relief to the devil's favorite demon. All of a sudden, he's corporate Kane. Just tremendous. Uh, I'm sure we'll see the demon sometime in the future, and he'll make that work. And maybe we'll see comic relief sometime in the future, and he'll make that work. Now he's corporate Kane. I think that this match I find interesting, Dave, because they were kind of hinting a lot, and we saw a lot of like the, the shield and, and the hinting of the shield break up and... It seemed like the breakup, the, all the, the chinks in the armor were a little, uh, you know, a little more prevalent uh, a, a while ago, and they seemed to be galvanized a little more against Kane and the New Age Outlaws, and they are they are now purely faces. Um, it, it should be, you know, this is an interesting matchup because is it something, you know, I. I tend to think that this is the moment WrestleMania. This is where you have the definitive breaking up of the shield uh do you have something where you know there's a mistake somewhere 
Reigns gets pinned and Ambrose and Rollins walk out on him. Um, you know, something like that, but they are so popular right now. Do they back off a bit and do you see the Shield win this matchup and, and get the pop that, that they deserve at WrestleMania, having a WrestleMania moment? So I, I'm really, like, this is the match that I'm really on the fence with, uh, 50-50, who could win? I could flip a coin to see which team is going to win, but I'm curious your thoughts, Dave, on, on everything surrounding this matchup. Well, they threw you they threw you for a loop because I really thought it was going to be all three members of the Shield in it's like a triple threat match, and you were going to see the beginning of of their singles careers starting at WrestleMania. But they threw you for a loop, and they kind of had a common enemy in Kane, and now they've you know become very popular with the audience. They were they were always popular before, but they've become even more popular with the audience as a trio, as a, a babyface trio, um, going up against New Age Outlaws and Kane. It's like two different eras meeting in the same ring, the Attitude Era versus, you know, whatever you want to call this era that the Shield is a part of. Um, I'm going on record as I'm going to pick Kane and the New Age Outlaws to win this match, and I think at some point there's going to be some miscommunication between the Shield that's going to set up Rollins and Ambrose walking out on Reigns, but Reigns is going to be that one guy that's going to kind of, you know, come up from adversity and He'll come so close to taking all three guys out by himself, but he'll be the one to eat the pin. It'll make him look strong in the process, like he was, you know, the the hero that almost did it. And then that'll start his baby face run. And Ambrose and Rollins will be, you know, a, a heel tag team, from what I've heard. And Kane, you know, gets a, a, a deserved WrestleMania win, and they do other stuff with him and the Outlaws. I don't know if the Outlaws are going to be done after WrestleMania, or if this is going to be something that they're going to stick with and have them be kind of like the corporate outlaws of sorts for the authority, but I'm picking Kane and the New Age Outlaws to defeat the Shield. And Love Fest continues. This is a match that, like I, I was looking purely storyline, and there's more to going forward with the Shield losing than the Shield winning. So I, I, I agree. I think we're going to see. Maybe we see something like a WrestleMania one type moment where you saw Mr. Wonderful get pinned and, Piper and Orton deserted him, and maybe we see something like that. But I agree with you. I think Kane and the New Age Outlaws wind up winning uh, this match. Uh, we just uh, posted just now a little bit of, of breaking news that uh, a Piper's Pit has been announced for tonight's Raw. As of this report, there's no word on who Piper's guest will be, and that was posted by WrestlingNewsSource.com. So giving them credit, and if they're wrong, it's their fault. But <laughs> WrestlingNewsSource.com is telling us that there's going to be a Piper's Pit this evening. Uh, so far, they're not telling us who the guest will be. So if we find that out, we will let you know. Interesting stuff as this WrestleMania season continues to build and build and build this fever pitch because it's the most wonderful time of the year. And some of the greatest storytelling to me in this WrestleMania season, a match that, uh, you know, on some levels, on some levels, has flown under the radar. And you guys out there that have pissed and moaned for years, you finally got your wish. But John Cena, kind of on the mid-card for WrestleMania. But great. Great storytelling with him and Bray Wyatt. I like what they're both doing right now. Bray Wyatt's promos on point. John Cena playing his role perfectly. 
a match I will go on record, and you guys, I know a lot of you guys out there are going to hate me, but potentially a match that could steal the show. I'm looking for a lot out of this match. My prediction in this match, I think that we're going to see John Cena win this match. However, we're going to see the birth of a superstar. This is the coming out party for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's going to put on a show. The two of them are going to put on a show. And Bray Wyatt is going to lose nothing by losing this match to John Cena. He's going to gain a lot. And who knows what we'll see out of him the following night on Monday Night Raw. But again, I am picking Cena with the win. Wyatt, a big-time star in the not-too-distant future. Your thoughts on this matchup, Dave? I mean, the build has been great for it. It's really shown some vulnerability in John Cena's character that you really haven't seen in his character in quite a while, maybe virtually ever. So I think it's been awesome, and it's really made Bray Wyatt a real serious threat in the main event scene, especially against a guy like John Cena. I'm going to differ with you. I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt winning this match. And it's and the reason why, I think it's going to be a very physical match, but I think it's going to lead to some, I, I think this match is going to lead to a bigger match at their at the next pay-per-view, the Extreme Rules match. I think because of the physicality, Cena's going to underestimate him and make a mistake or let his, I think the story's going to turn into his fear of what the unknown is of Bray Wyatt is the reason why he lost that match and then, that's going to fuel him even more for a rematch next month at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. So I'm going with Bray Wyatt. But I think it's going to be very physical, borderline, no disqualification kind of thing for the two of them setting up next month. But it should be the atmosphere, especially in New Orleans. The rumors I'm hearing is that Wyatt's a theme song. I don't know who sings it, but apparently that band is going to be performing it when he comes down to the ring. Um, and, of course, you know, John Cena's not loved everywhere, and I'm assuming with the audience that's going to be at WrestleMania, he will not be a favorite. So it's going to be a big fight feel and big fight atmosphere between the two of them. And a lot of people are saying this could steal the show. It would not surprise me one single bit if it did. And it's awesome, as great minds think alike. Stanford, we are available, but right now on the Monday Night Raw pre-show, they are also talking about John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. But uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this match, and... Um, you know, it's something that it's not, uh, you know, it, I mean, we, we're Cena supporters, and, you know, it's cool, though. Like, to me, I'm cool with him being mid-card. Uh, I, I think this match should be really, really intriguing, and uh, I don't think this storyline ends at WrestleMania. I think this storyline has got some legs, and uh, uh, i am just been thoroughly impressed with uh, everything that... Um, Bray Wyatt is brought to the table. Um, you know, formerly Husky Harrison, who knew? But this guy's just absolutely phenomenal. He's got the goods. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty psyched to see where this guy's career goes. And as we move forward in our WrestleMania card, um, now we got two matches that are closely tied together. Mr. Trivia giving us some very unique uh, predictions on, on what could happen here. Uh, I think uh, hosts of this show kind of disagree uh, with, with uh, at least some of it. Uh, wouldn't shock me at all if we see some sort of technicality perhaps in the Daniel Bryan versus Triple H matchup and uh, Triple H inserts himself in the, the title match and makes it a fatal four-way. Wouldn't shock me. I'm not betting the farm on that. Um, but let's go one match at a time. Uh, I will say this, and and, and not my prediction, 
But if Triple H, and I'm not saying I'd hate this, if Triple H wound up beating Daniel Bryan and winning the title, it would be the ballsiest, heel-iest move in the history of wrestling. And, like, there might be a riot. And it would be awesome because it would be, like, the biggest heel move ever. But not my prediction. Uh, I think this is Daniel Bryan's night, uh, a guy who is arguably the most popular wrestler on the planet. We've talked a number of times on the show, and as as the, the wrestling fandom has evolved over the years, uh, there are different demographics of wrestling fans. There are older fans. There are younger fans. There's the Internet fan. Um, you can go on and on slicing up demographics. Daniel Bryant's the first guy in a long time that I could even remember that, that goes across all these demographics. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves what he's doing, the yes movements in full effect. So match number one, I, I am picking Daniel Bryant to win this match. Um, again, I wouldn't hate on it if Triple H won because it would be shocking. Uh, but I think this is a layup here. And we see a great match. I'm looking forward to what these two will do in the ring. If you haters out there, I don't get it. Triple H is great in the ring. Uh, I'm looking forward to what these guys will do together uh, to entertain us fans. But ultimately, Daniel Bryan vanquishes the COO, Triple H. I think that Daniel Bryan will defeat Triple H. I think we'll see a lot of you know, outside shenanigans. I, as I said in my report earlier, They've made some contacts with some people about getting some, some cameos. Maybe we'll see somebody get involved to help Daniel Bryan get to the title match. Maybe this is how they introduce Sting onto WWE television by helping Daniel Bryan win. But I think it should be a fun match. I think we'll see some Shawn Michaels involvement because you know it's WrestleMania. And if WrestleMania doesn't have any involvement from Shawn Michaels, then Shawn Michaels will lose his smile. So, I mean, you've got to have a Shawn Michaels appearance at a WrestleMania, especially if it's involving Triple H because he's retired, and even though he says he'll never come back to wrestle, he's still got to be involved somehow in the match. So, I think we're going to see a lot of that um, going forward. And my prediction, I won't predict the title match, but I will predict that Triple H will insert himself into the match as the special guest referee. I think Hunter will be like, you know what? I'm going to be the one to make the count when Daniel Bryan loses the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and that would be like the ultimate revenge. So I'm going with Daniel Bryan winning, and then I'm predicting Triple H making himself the referee of the main event. And interesting. Really the odds against Daniel Bryan. Interesting, bold prediction there. I can see that. That's a that's a good prediction. Um, yeah, and again, I, I you know I think the card is is shaping up. I mean, I think we got. You know, potential for some really good matches. I mean, when I look at this card, I, I mean, you go top to bottom. I think the Shield New Age Outlaw is definitely going to be a good match. Fatal Four Way Tag Team Championship. That's going to be very entertaining. Um, you know, probably a spot fest, but again, a very entertaining matchup. Um, like we said before, you know, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, potential show stealer. Battle Royals are always fun. All right, the Divas. We can all go grab a beer or, or take a leak. Um, you know, Lesnar and, and Taker, again, not sold so much on the build, but I'm not going to sit here and, and, and even begin to say that, that these two guys are going to put out a clunker. Uh, you know, it might not be a classic, but I'm expecting these guys to put on a very good matchup. So when you start to look at this card, uh, it's shaping up and, and Daniel Bryan, Triple H, uh, that should be a very good match. I think, you know, 
a guy like Triple H is underrated as far as uh, the different styles he can wrestle, especially for a guy his size. Um, so I'm looking forward to that matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of chemistry Daniel Bryan and Triple H have in the ring together. Well, that brings us to our main event, the triple threat match. Now, Dave and I are both gone on record at this point that Daniel Bryan will be the winner. So that means our triple threat championship matchup is going to be Randy Orton, Batista, and Daniel Bryan. Now, hopefully, like, Batista is wearing a correct ring attire that don't split when uh, he, he gets in the ring. I don't know. Dave, did you catch it? I, I found it pretty funny that uh, after the gene-splitting incident on Monday Night Raw, Batista was wearing sweatpants on SmackDown. Yeah, I think somebody told him it's time to, uh, to, to, to dress appropriately for television so there's no more embarrassments. Because uh, at one point, uh, I, I thought he wasn't wearing underwear when he split his jeans. So, uh, <laughs> that could have yeah, been bad. Honestly, I, not, not that I caught anything or, or, or caught a peek at any Batista bombs, you know, hanging out of his back pocket. But um, I, I didn't look, it didn't look like he was wearing any underwear. So um, let's hope that he can dress appropriately for work. Uh, you know, come WrestleMania, and we don't have to worry about any uh, any fashion, you know, any wardrobe malfunctions on the grandest stage of them all. Yeah, it's funny, Batista, because, you know, he's got the skinny jeans, um, you know, and it's weird, like, he, and he's got the, the nose ring and the flowery tattoos, all, you know, things that I, I would not wear or, or do to my body, and yet would never tell him that to his face, so... You know, when, when you're that big, you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, but anyway, we got our triple threat main event. As far as our predictions, we are slotting Daniel Bryan into the mix uh, in this championship match. This match I find interesting because as we've gone through the card and we've talked about how, you know, each one of these matches has, has a lot of potential to be very good. Um, this match has got potential to be very good. However, I continue to be very unimpressed with what I'm seeing out of Batista in the ring. As a heel, i got to be honest, I am enjoying Batista immensely uh, with his promos. I think his promos ha have been great. Uh, you know, why not call out uh, the quote-unquote internet wrestling fan? I, I, I think it's been tremendous. I, I think he has inserted himself very well to be a true 2014 heel. So I've enjoyed his promo work. Uh, his match work has been spotty at best. Now, a triple threat match, does that help Batista, where he can be knocked unconscious for uh, 15 minutes? And, you know, we've seen Orton and Daniel Bryan have some real good in-ring chemistry. So do we see, the, you know, the match kind of transpire like that, where they, they kind of work in uh, some, some breathers for, for Batista? Uh, I don't know. This match is a match that kind of, I don't want to say it scares me, Dave, but, you know, going back, you know, when we go into these WrestleManias, you know, like you said, like being at WrestleMania 25, it was great to be there with, uh, you know, the Taker-Michaels uh, matchup, but the main event kind of left us a little bit flat. In Atlanta, Atlanta was, you know, probably the, honestly, top to bottom, the worst WrestleMania I've been to. Uh, maybe the best weekend I've been a part of, but... Uh, you know, I, it wasn't enjoyable, culminating in a very weak main event. Now, as we go through this show and we see, like, a lot of these matches have potential, I kind of get a little bit nervous and, and cautious that this has got potential to be a, a mediocre main event because of the fact 
I'm not sold on Batista being able to to perform in the ring effectively. So I'm hoping they put together a good match. I'm hoping it's a I'm honestly hoping it's a borderline classic because I'll put the prediction out there right now, and I've said it before, and I said it to Tony before that when we talked about SummerSlam, and so many people crapped on the end of, at the end of SummerSlam. I said, don't crap on this end. This is great storytelling, and this will culminate in Daniel Bryan holding up the championship at the end of WrestleMania, and Daniel Bryan will have his WrestleMania moment, and it will be a great moment in the history of pro wrestling when he is holding those titles aloft. So that's, that, that was my prediction way back when at SummerSlam. Got to stick with it. It is Daniel Bryan's night. It's going to be a tremendous moment. Moment. I am psyched to be there and, and to see this moment. Um, I just wonder about the match in and of itself. Your thoughts on the championship matchup, Dave? Well, if, if there is a doubt in your mind because of Batista's performance, I think with my prediction and having Triple H involved as the referee, you have Randy Orton, who's a great talent, and Daniel Bryan, I think that will hide some of Batista's um, Weaknesses in the match, I think he'll also be able to contribute well. My prediction, I'm predicting Daniel Bryan pinning Randy Orton with Triple H making the count. Not Triple H helping him win, but my prediction is that Triple H loses the match to Daniel Bryan, asserts himself later in the night as the referee, and then he says, with my hand and my hand only, I will make the one, two, three when Daniel Bryan loses the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, but he'll be forced to eat his words and have to count Daniel Bryan to pin. Whether he gets knocked out and Bryan counts with Triple H's hand himself, or Hunter gets forced by some outside attraction or interference to count the pin. But I think Daniel Bryan defeats Randy Orton. It gives Batista an out to set up for a future uh, storyline with Daniel Bryan, saying that he was never pinned by that goat face troll, setting up a title match between the two of them, maybe at the next pay-per-view, or maybe maybe even months down the road at SummerSlam. Who knows? But Daniel Bryan leaves New Orleans, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Well, there you have it. There are our predictions going, going forward into WrestleMania. Just to recap, for myself, I'm picking the Usos, Brie Bella, Big Show, Taker, Kane and the New Age Outlaws, Cena, and Daniel Bryan everywhere. And Dave. As we agree on a lot, but Dave is going with the Usos, Bree, but Langston to win the Battle Royal, Taker, Kane, New Age Outlaws, Wyatt over Cena, and also Daniel Bryan all over. With less than three minutes left, Dave, can you believe we're finally at WrestleMania week? Again, we're not on next week. We're back in two weeks. I am all excited, Dave. I I, I think this has got the, the makings of being a, a very – Special and enjoyable weekend. How pumped are you, Dave? I'm very pumped. Uh, you know, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania. Uh, you know, I've never been to Louisiana, New Orleans, so it's, it's going to be fun just seeing all kinds of wrestling fans converge. It's a fun weekend. It's a feel-good weekend. The whole event could suck, but you, you, you remember the weekend, and those are the memories that are made, and that's what I look forward to the most. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. I can't wait. And you hit the nail on the head. It's like like Michelle was saying, you know, it, it's it's the memories you wind up making at WrestleMania. It is, you know, as a wrestling fan, you, you got to go. You got to go. You just you have to go and experience the the whole weekend and just be there. And I'm 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 pumped to to just be down there to hang out to see you again. I mean, we we do this show every week, but we never see each other. 
Um, so, you know, just to, to be in, in New Orleans uh, for all this, you know, and, and who knows what memories. I mean, like I kind of I hinted at it a little while ago, but, yeah, David, this whole, this whole show was kind of born out of WrestleMania. I mean, I show was in its fledgling stages and, uh, you know, met your brothers at 26 and stayed in touch, uh, you know, and then wound up meeting you, doing the show. We met our friend Vlad down in Miami at WrestleMania, uh, friends Colin. So, I mean, we've met so many people that we've stayed in touch with. It's just, it's a, it's a great all-around weekend, and uh, I, I just can't wait for it. So, so, you know, there you have it. There is our WrestleMania Go Home show. Be sure, get on, get on our Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Uh, you know, we'll be posting videos during our weekend in WrestleMania to, in, in New Orleans, so be sure to check out the videos we'll be posting. And it's the go-home Raw night, so we'll be having the Raw chat on, on, on our Facebook page, so get on the Facebook page, join in on the Raw chat. we got about 30 seconds, Dave. Anything last minute you'd like to tell our fans? Uh, tune in. Because we're going to have a, a good time at, at WrestleMania. So tune into the Facebook, tune in to social media. To, just take it all in. Enjoy it. It's WrestleMania. It's why you are wrestling fans today because of, you know, things like this. WrestleMania is a big deal. So just soak it all in. Don't be so critical. It is just raw be a time, fan. guys. We are out of time. Have a good one for Dave. I'm Ken. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.